I did that on purpose. I don't have to miss. I believe you. So what happens now? We face each other as God intended. Sportsman life. No tricks, no weapons. Skill again, skill wrong. You mean you'll put down your rock and I'll put down my sword and we'll try and kill each other like civilized people? I can kill you now. Frankly, I think the odds are slightly in your favor at hand fighting. It's not my fault being the biggest and the strongest. I don't even exercise. I do not envy you the headache you will have when you awake. But in the meantime, rest well. Dream of large women. Hey, I'm Kyle. Thanks for joining me and Andy for the Legendary Creature Podcast. So if you're listening with your kids or your conservative grandma, maybe don't, because we swear. Or some shit like that. Okay. All right. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> you ready? All right, yeah, I think I'm ready. ready. I think I have a good understanding how this thing's going to go down. So, uh, so who are we talking about? Oh, yeah. So Battle Bond just came out. Yeah. Um, let me let me read you some text messages I've I've gotten about Battle Bond. <laughs> okay. Um, dude, Battle Bond is the best set ever. You need to make a Battle Bond commander. I pulled all of them except the Lannister Planeswalkers, or <laughs> the <laughs> or the Dragon Twins, whatever you want to call them. That's what he said. <laughs> the fucking Lannister Planeswalkers. And then he says. And then this was like before that. Uh, Battle Bond totally rocks. It's a fun set. Um, I guess he's gonna do uh, Peer and Toothy. Yay! Fucking best friend. Toothy, imaginary friend. <laughs> I guess he's gonna try to do that one. He says the big worm guy couldn't be a good commander according to him, but he's gonna try anyway. Okay. Um, Jeff, this is Jeff, by the by. <laughs> but yeah, I guess he got. I guess he got hold of some of the boosters. But I was able to test this thing. Um, online in a very legal fashion that's totally legal, that's totally recognized and totally <laughs> fine by Wizards of the Coast. We do all of our playtesting legally Whatever. for sure. Hey, man, like, sorry, you know, I'm, I can't, well, it, I can't not, like, I gotta, I gotta try stuff out to see if it's gonna work. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to pay to test things on an online format in order to see if you want to pay to play it for realsies with paper cards. Yeah. I know I'm going to be playing and purchasing magic cards. I just, which one of those is what I'm trying to work out. Exactly. You know? And yeah, like in my mind's eye, some decks work out, you know, you know, the one that I, I bet a lot of people run into with, man, this deck's going to be awesome. And then they build it and it's not. What's that? The send triplets. <laughs> Everybody oh, I've yeah. ever seen fuck make yeah. that deck. Like they make it, they build it, they get all swole for it. And then they end up playing it, and it's, dude, they just like, you know, they just scrap it. It like, created it just, some saltiness in our play group, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, some yeah. Very, like, I don't think I've seen so much salt at a table. <laughs> but it's not even that good. It was over a freaking um, stuffy doll. Yeah, it was a stuffy doll. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're freaking the fuck out over a stuffy doll. Brad had plans for that fucking stuffy yeah. doll, though. Brad, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brad maintains that it was because of his uh, 
somebody played you played his land or something and that was what really pissed him off it oh. wasn't it wasn't the stuffy doll but it was the stuff <laughs> right like in the end like all that ended up happening was that cameron played his stuffy doll and he freaked the fuck right. out you know but i think there's just some feeling with people playing your stuff and taking your stuff that just it's weird it's like like as much as you try well, to hold it, it in it's upsetting to it, you it feels like it feels like uh like burglary, dude. Like you've been burgled. <laughs> you've been burgled. You've been a little bit of burgled. It, it's true. It's true. Like somebody, you know, the, if somebody steals a couple dollars out of your wallet, like they. I'd be annoyed, dude. Yeah. If I like lost a couple bucks, you know, like I don't think I'd be that. But yeah, like when people remove your stuff, you're just like, well, no, people get pretty salty. <laughs> even when you get milled, you know, but that's not even really lost. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we're derailed. So I tried this out, right? Um, And yeah, like it's it's fun. It's fun to play if you're in like this RPG mood. (laughs) As weird as that sounds, like I don't. There's probably better and more effective ways to do this kind of thing, like just a regular Voltron deck, which pulls that amount of focus as, as these as these two, Um, but. If you're kind of just telling yourself, yeah, this is like my tank and this is my rogue, right? <laughs> and I like this like team of dudes that I'm, I like that. I'm playing with, like it feels better. So let's talk about the cards. So the, the first one is is the tank of this little dynamic duo from from Battle Bond. Um, it's Gorm the Great. So he's three and a green for a legendary, cre- legendary giant warrior. Um, he partners with Vitris the, or Ver- Verdus the Veiled. Um, he's vigilant. Gorm the Great must be blocked if able, and Gorm uh, must be blocked by two or more creatures if able. He's a 2-7. Um, so really what this is translates is, if I attack you with Gorm, and you have one creature, you must block him. Okay. If I attack you with Gorm and you have two creatures, you must use both to block him. Okay. But once you get that third creature up, um, he's got to be blocked by at least two of them. Yeah. But that, that third one doesn't need to be involved in the block. Yeah. As he stands, right? Uh yeah, so he's a two seven vigilant. So for four mana, he's 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 got a lot of health. Yeah. He's honestly. got a lot of health. Um or toughness, I guess, sorry. And then uh his rogue or his assassin, the guy that kind of comes with him, is uh yeah, as said on the card, Virtus the Veiled. So Virtus is three mana, so two and a black. Um he's death touch, he's a one one. But he says, whenever Ver- Virtus the Veil deals uh, combat damage to a player, that player loses half their life rounded up. That's a that's a big fucking hit, Andy. Yeah. So the interplay here is is that Gorm attacks. He pulls in any blockers that would definitely be committed to blocking this one one assassin rogue yeah. DPS guy, and the other guy gets in right. Virtus okay. gets in and deals the damage, and you lose half your life mm. rounded up. Mm. Right. So it it's it's pretty uh scary for the opponent, right? Right. In playtesting it, it's just kind of like everybody scrambles to remove either one of them. So you know, they either I, want to either, remove either Gorm. one of them. Yeah. So they either want to remove Gorm because he's gonna pull in their mana dorks or something like that, oh. and they can just use one. Like they're gonna lose him anyway, so yeah. why not make a better trade? Yeah. Like anybody who really kind of sees the interplay, like he's a one one, you can just block it. You know, yeah, you know, so exactly. everyone's just kind of not wanting that to happen. Um, 
yeah, it's not an easy deck to play, but it, it's actually really fun. You, there's a moment there when you're kind of like in the mid range where you're definitely like the focus of the table. Um, what I haven't figured out with this list is, is an alternative way to win. <laughs> so rather than figuring that out, I just was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do everything I can to keep these two. Just going to throttle these two <laughs> really hard. Well, like, I thought about it and I'm like, well, what is, yeah, like what is, what does Golgari want? Like they come in Golgari color. So there's one green yeah. and one black. So the, the, the partnership together lets you use the Golgari identity. And yeah, it's usually like reanimation type stuff. Yeah. Uh, graveyard usage. And while I could probably maneuver that into the deck, I don't know. I don't want to do like a Mike and Trike kind of thing. Sure. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, that makes sense. So I'm going to go over the list. And yeah, I, I'll say up front that I can I can offer some alternatives as far as like the battle cruisery type of, of setup. Okay. The, the cards make sense. But for me, I was, my whole focus was clearing blockers, either me doing it or the Gorm guy doing it. Yeah. Um, And then doing everything everything i can to keep those two in play uh yeah whatever i had to do to keep them in play right which you know like for some some commanders that that may i don't know you seem to pick commanders where like your your deck really hinges on the commander but that's not always the case yeah like like the deck can be functional without the commander uh yeah. yeah yeah That kind of seems to be. I've been trying to pivot away from that, honestly. Like, I feel like it. Well, yeah, because it's dangerous, right? Like, it's just, it's especially, dangerous. Especially with the way the mulligan works now. Like, it, oh, you, yeah. you can't really set up. Yeah, like, you can't sculpt into what the commander really wants. Yeah. Some commanders, they just, you, they got to be out. Like, they, they give you such value. They give you such power. Like, the deck is not going to give you what the commander is what it what the deck can yeah, do give without you the, the give you the yeah the line to victory that the commander without with the commander absent yeah so i'm trying to think of a good example of one um <laughs> well, just, well like there's just so, so many so i mean like, like let's talk about one that we we saw played i mean we've seen it played a lot but like saskia you know like there's stuff in that deck that's pretty good yeah it's a Brad pretty good has. aggro deck but it's a good aggro deck but it's significantly the path to victory is much, much more sure. Yeah. When Saski is out. Yeah. There's, there's a few that just, they without their commanders or it's hard to do. Yeah. But then there's some that, you know, like my Marquisa list, like I, I played it, I won a game and didn't cast her the entire game. Oh, I right. Know that sounds right. hyperbolic, but I was like, <laughs> Oh wait, I didn't even cast her. Well, yeah, because I didn't you have, have all these too. Like it seemed like I just didn't have a town. I, there was no time I needed to do it. Well, yeah. But you there have was a another, lot of, there was another deck there, like there was Kayantai that was giving me the card advantage that I was looking for with her. Sure. But it just, sure. And I, I got it another way. I think that same game, I I didn't, I don't recall casting my commander that game either. Was that the Atraxa game that we uh-huh. played? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You won without even casting Atraxa. Yeah. That, that probably makes you feel pretty <laughs> that good. That does though. make me feel good. Because you. Fuck you, Atraxa. I don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to that thing, are you just going to be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I didn't cast it. Like, <laughs> just gonna, like, hey, by the way, guys, did you notice I didn't cast it? I didn't fucking cast a track, but so. I killed all yours. <laughs> you know. Okay, so let me just hit you with some cards. With okay, this, with this idea, um, I love this. I'm wondering how I should do this. Should I go over like what supports Gorm and what supports Vir- Vir- Virtus, or should I just kind of go through it and give you some 
Well, yeah, I mean, I would be I would be down to go with the things that support them by commander, but whatever whatever feels right for you, man. Let's go over Virtus first because he's okay. not he's not actually all that in like you just want to get him in, right? But maybe there's a couple things that well, you can so, do. So, um, let me ask you this before yeah. before we dive into that. Like, do you have a pr- obviously like if we're curving out Virtus comes out tur- a turn before Gorm? Yeah. Is that what you're aiming to do? Depends on the board state. Like if people are artifact ramping or they've got a slower deck. Yeah. But if okay. there's mana dorks out, I don't know. Sure. But yeah, I mean, one thing that is I've I've heard that it's possible like if you have dark pact, okay. You you can get him out. Or sorry, dark dark ritual. Dark oh. Pact. Um you can get him out turn 1. <laughs> Play a swamp dark ritual He's yeah out. yeah like that would be hey that's one hell of a fucking play right yeah and play everybody's a, gonna be scrambling to see if they've got a one or two drop in in their hand to right save themselves well yeah like that's what do you that's a good you play. gotta lose your half your game right now you know <laughs> um so yeah let me kind of go over some of the ones for him okay he's death touch so we kind of want to be able to take advantage of that right yes um Getting him first strike makes him a lot more one-sided when they do block. Yeah, so it has sort of a master of cruelties effect where, yeah, because now hit you, you're dead. Right, the thing's dead before you can do any damage. Yeah, so getting him first strike is 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 good because yeah, like if they if they end up getting around Gorm or you don't have Gorm out, at least you're you're taking out a creature. Yeah, most likely they will commit a creature to to the block, but then he'll just strike them down and they're just gone. Um. I think the best card that exemplifies first strike for him is a very clunky one. But <laughs> if you think about what you could do with it, um, it's a sort of vengeance. So I, I, I really don't like this card. It, it's, it's clunky as fuck is for, for an enchantment. Okay. Or sorry, an equipment. Yeah. An equipment. But with him, if you kind of think about what it's doing, so it's three mana, the equipped creature gets plus two and has first strike vigilance, trample and haste. So if I attack you, yeah, you've you've got to block with three creatures. Right. Because now he has trample and he's a 3-1. <laughs> and if you don't block with three creatures, I'm, I'm like... Yeah, like you've got to have three toughness oh, to absorb. One, yeah, because he has first strike, right? Yeah. So you, let's so, say you block with two 10-10s. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. I only need to assign one, one damage. bit of damage and then that third, that third bit can touch you. That's nuts. If you block with three, I'm just going to kill all three. <laughs> That's it's actually, like, I mean, like you said, it's kind of clunky to get this one set up, but that's, but it's really good for that's him to be really holding. good. I, I really wouldn't be super interested in having Gorm attached to this, but yeah, or this attached to Gorm, but with Virtus, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so if I'm attack like that just, it fucks things up. Like if I attack you with Gorm, even that fourth creature that you're trying to block with, he, yeah, you better have third a, creature you try to block with, it pulls him in. So now that like range of blockers goes up to you would need to give two to Gorm, have to, mm-hmm. then you would need three more to to stop yourself from losing half your life. That's and you that's, would lose three. Yeah, from three just creatures the first would strike. die. Yeah, from this sort of end. That's a tall order because there's, I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's unheard of in Commander to have five creatures out, but. You definitely don't have 
three that you want to throw under the bus most of the time, yeah, <laughs> unless you're tokening you would be pretty really, hard. You would be really annoyed at this. Um, the other one's a Viridian Longbow. So it's one mana, um, but three to equip. So it says a crypt creature has tap. This this uh, creature deals one damage to target creature or player. So he can just snipe them with his death touch. So since he's death touch, oh. like maybe I really can't make it work. There's no way I can get in. Then you're like, I'm going to kill stuff anyway. I can just, yeah, end step somebody and just snipe a creature. Right, provided okay. it's not indestructible or hexproof, but yeah, like that's another way to to continue the removal train going. Um, this also pairs with the Thornbite staff a little bit. Okay, so it's I don't know. This one might have to come out because of the mana requirement, but sometimes you're probably gonna have to bring the the creature count down. Um, yeah, you probably just want a board wipe instead of this. <laughs> yeah, you're like sitting here thinking, thinking as you talk about it. About but whatever, it, like, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I want, I wanted some recursive bad. ways of removing creatures that, you know. Yeah. Like, that's how I want it, if, yeah. I, if I can get it. So yeah, it's two, Um, but it's equipment, or it's equipped cost is four. It says equipped creature has pay two, and then it'll deal one damage to target creature or player. But it says whenever a creature is put into the graveyard from play, you may untap this creature. So for every two oh. mana, you can just ping a couple okay. out, right? Yes. And then, yeah, I guess if it's a shaman creature and it's a battlefield, it like auto equips to shamans. It like, it's a shaman tribal equipment. So first strike's really good with him. Um, the skeleton key, it's one mana. The equipped creature has skulk, meaning it can't be blocked by creatures with greater power than it. So, so short of anything greater than a 1-1, it can't be blocked. Yeah. Um, whenever the equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card if you do discard a card. Okay. So that could work for Gorm, like if they have no blockers. And you're just trying to get some card draw. Oh, sure. This, this could go too because it's a 2 7. Yeah. Right. So as soon as they get, have any, if your opponent has anything. Yeah. Three or higher, he'll It get really through. limits the number of, number of creatures that are available for blocking Gorm, right? Like they have to have very specific circumstances to work against the skeleton key. Yeah. Um, The key to the city, it's not an equipment, it's an artifact, but it's pay two, or it's a two mana artifact. You can discard a card up to one target creature, can't be blocked this turn. Whenever okay. uh, key to the city becomes untapped, you may pay two if you do draw a card. So it, it, it kind of replaces the card you ditched out. Gotcha. But making him just flat unblockable, that's, that's yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's not even really being cute anymore. Like you just made him unblockable, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Whisper Silk Cloak will do this too. It'll give him Shroud. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, Whisper Silk Cloak all and the make fucking him way. Um, the Hammer of Nizan, I feel like, is useful for this deck. It's four mana for legendary artifact equipment. Whenever Hammer of Nizan or another equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach that equipment to a uh, target creature you control. The equipped creature gets plus two and has indestructible. So this works a little bit with both of them because it auto starts auto-equipping everything. It sure. makes him indestructible, so now Nizan's a, a, a f- I mean, not Nizan, um, Gorm's now a, a 4-7 indestructible yeah. blo- blocker, or yeah. lure lure guy, whatever, like he can pull guys in that he, and then survive the block. Um, with What's-His-Face, it kind of makes him kill stuff, yeah, with too. Virtus is yeah, just, so now he's, he's a 3-1 he's a a indestructible. And you can be more indiscriminate with that kind of... Yeah, move. you could just start swinging. But yeah. then the auto... It, providing auto-equip moving forward is, is really useful. You know, I don't... Like, I don't see Hammer of Nazan used very much in our play group, and I kind of wonder why a little bit. Because, like, that... I know that it's prohibitive to have to pay that equip cost, but... 
you know, like that you can attach it when it well, enters. Like, I th- I think camera design isn't really used that much because uh, I don't know. I think I think people rather just have the dark steel plate because the equip cost is higher. Sure, the hammer is on after it pops off something. Right, but I don't know. I, I mean, know. it's a newer card. Yeah, I I guess. I mean, plus dark steel plate is quite expensive. Yeah, right there is now, that. Right? Dark steel plate is not very cheap. I mean, that's not to say that Hammer of Mizan's cheap either. It's six bucks right now. Six but. bucks. Yeah. Uh, wound reflection. So it's five <laughs> and a black. <laughs> Way to strip the romance out of a conversation with wound reflection. Um, it's an enchantment. At the end of each turn, each opponent loses uh, life equal to uh, the life the amount of life they lost this turn. So they're, they're gone. That was kind of the Invertus, elephant in the room, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, if Virtus gets in, it's over. Game fucking over. Right. So they lose equal to the life they lost, but they lost half rounded up, so they're so they're out. Yeah, so, so this is a case where if you have, like I remember we had a game where I was doing, uh, oh fuck, what's the, uh, what's the red guy that cuts people or does damage to everybody equal to half their life? Oh, um, Heartless Head at Yeah, Heartless Head at Sugu, right? Yeah. I did, I had that and Gisela out, so everybody was dead unless you had an, an odd life total, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. Those are, those are weird ones. Yeah. This one's just, they lost half their life rounded up. Yeah. And then you would just end the turn and they would lose the rest Yeah, of in that, that case with the rounded up, like, boom. Yeah. Uh, doubt the Embrace, so it's two and a black enchantment cre- it's an enchantment but you can play black black target creature gains shadow until end of turn so shadow is like a hipster unblockable not as hipster as hor- ho- like horsemanship <laughs> but it's pretty hipster so horsemanship's probably the most hipster of that that's like the vinyl record of 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 unblockable evasions but shadow is kind of like the i don't know the 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 cassette tape the cassette tape like everybody it's everybody remembers it so you know what i mean <laughs> like you've noticed that cassette tapes have become a thing on like i don't, I don't know if you oh f- on band camp yeah on band oh, camp fuck yeah like dude. they're a huge yeah, thing on huge, band camp they're right huge now, now. Like, yeah yeah and i sit and i always sit there and think to myself i'm like I'm like who who the fuck buys cassette tapes but don't don't look in that drawer to the side of you there there's there's you have cassettes? There's not a bunch of vinyl in there. What's oh, yeah, the difference you, between owning vinyl and having cassette tapes, yeah, you're, right? Yeah, you've got, you've got vinyl for sure. But yeah, this creature can can be blocked or be blocked by only creatures with shadow. So once you grant Virtus shadow, unless they, I don't know, maybe have a nether trader. That's another one that seems to be a common. Yeah, that one comes up Yeah, unless commander. they got a creature with shadow, they ain't blocking it. Yeah. You know? So it's just a, st- a, a static way to grant him some kind of evasion. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of black heavy. You got to play black, black to grant it. But, you know, but it's a dollar twenty two card. There's that. And also you're in green, so you can probably get your colors. You're in Golgari, so you can get your colors sure. fixed. And it's not attached it. to him. It's You could give it to Gorm, I guess. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. But it's not it's not really attached to him. It's, it's just any creature. You could use it politically, too. Huh. So if... Somebody attacks. It doesn't say you control. Hey, do you do you want to get through? It's like, buddy? hey, it's got shadow, and now you're doing damage by proxy. Fuck. Which, it's pretty good. That kind of stuff comes in handy. Yeah, I've been. I, I'm pretty into that lately. <laughs> giving, giving, doing damage by proxy. Proxy <laughs> war. Uh, yeah. So those just those cards kind of support Virtus, like getting him in, 
okay. are, are making it really unfavorable to block, even though I don't know. I don't know about losing half your life if it's going to yeah, be worth that, it. Yeah, that's, that's not a very granting big toss-up. Granting him the ability to ping creatures away with tapping. That might be a little bit more cheeky than anything. Like, you might want to just get yourself a board wipe-ish sure. type card. Or, sure. uh, yeah, just spot removal because the mana requirement. Because it, it involves tapping him. Like, it might just be better just to remove them so he's not tapped, and then you can go in. But if it's looking like you really can't get in for a while and you need to pick off, like, Time to start clearing key stuff, creatures, right? or yeah, or some somebody's utility creatures, or whatever. Um, yeah, there's there's that. So talking on Gorm's side of the table, like his okay. his his armory of of support. <laughs> um, let me go over it. So what would be good for Gorm would be actually to give him Death Touch, because now any amount of damage that he does, he can actually take out these big creatures that that are pulled into his block. Yeah, because he's pulling multiple creatures in. It's not just a single, you know, it's funny because I noticed there were several instances in combat phases last night playing where, uh, people had one creature that they might be willing to kind of throw under an unfavorable attack. Yeah. But asking two or more is, it's not very often people have that available to them. Yeah. And like, I don't know, people care about their creatures. Like it's, it's, this is a hard group of dudes to deal with like the oh, tank yeah. pulls your creatures in the rogue going after your life total like it's not it's I, not it's not fun to deal with i think two. it's exciting but again i gotta say like it's very mid-range like you don't have there's not a late game for you i don't think huh you know if there is one like well, I don't yeah know. because you're not using virtus when life totals are low to very much benefit yeah honestly <laughs> like maybe at that point it just you might as well just blow an exsanguinate or something <laughs> which you know <laughs> It's been a staple for a while now. Is it in the deck? Yeah. So Basilisk Caller is a one-mana equipment that grants the creature Death Touch and Lifelink. It's an equip, too. So turn one, you could play this and have it on your Gorm by the time you're swinging in with Gorm. Oh, yeah. So he's got Death Touch. You can just say Ping Ping and clear out creatures that have more toughness than is allowed to kill him, right? Yeah. So if they've got multiple blockers that he survives or whatever, but yeah, it it, it makes it harder to work around. Um, the bow of Nylia gives all attacking creatures you control death touch. <laughs> so it's a, a, a legendary enchantment artifact. It's one, a black and a black attacking creatures. You control have death touch. You can also pay one in a green to tap. You can put a one, one counter on target creature or bow of Nylia deals two damage to target creature with flying, or you can gain three life, or you can put up to four cards from your graveyard on the bottom of your library in any order. So it's got some utility. Definitely, right? It, it seems like these uh, like enchantment artifacts that were legendary from Theros, they kind of have, like it's usually the static thing that you're interested in, but the activated abilities are kind of cool still. Yeah, that's giving him death touch is, is just a good move to me because, yeah, like it makes the block just shitty. Um, the Kusari Gama. So this is another clunky one. I don't know how I can see this working out because his power isn't that high. But I don't know. I'm I'm stupid. I want to see it. So okay. it's so it's three, and its equipment is three. Uh, equipped creature has uh, you can pay two. This creature gets a plus one till the end of the turn, so you can kind of like bump his power up. Okay. Right? Whenever equipped creature deals damage to a blocking creature, Kusari Gama deals that much damage to each other creature defending player controls. So it kind of like spreads oh. out his damage because the Kusari Gama deals that damage too. Yeah. So if you hit one guy for two, 
you'll hit everybody of everything of theirs of two. So if he has death touch, it doesn't really do that because the Kusari Gama deals that extra wave oh, of sure. damage. Sure. But I don't know. That one, I don't know if it's going to stick around because I wanted to kind of think about early token stuff because that'll like, that'll take out everybody's tokens. Like, oh, the two damage oh, is yeah. enough. I mean, two damage is pretty much what a, what a massacre worm which, is doing. Which is that, that's something that you, and Elish Norn's doing that. Like two damage is enough for a token deck for sure. Yeah. Like, then that's something that you, like you absolutely have to clear, clear off. Like the, these, these yeah. commanders require you to clear the way. Right. Yeah. They would have already been in, pulled into the block. Like if, if they had a ton of tokens and you sent both and Virtus was there, they, yeah, but you could send Gorm alone, clear sure. out these tokens, and then go back the next turn. But, ugh, dude, like, a- again, turn to turn, everybody's focused on you when you- you've got these two out. <laughs> um, the quietest spike. I mean, fuck it. Why not, right? Hey, hell yeah. So it's three mana. Equipped creature has death touch. Uh, whenever the equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, that player loses half his or her life total rounded up. <laughs> so let's just make them both have that same assassinary type ability oh definitely. um i'm wondering if this stacks with virtus if it is on virtus i think i think they lose half then they lose half rounded up again right i think it checks for both well i mean whenever whenever yeah right? exactly uh exactly that would make sense to me yeah yeah i just really like the idea of that being on gorm honestly right because it's just a it's just <laughs> the death touch is fine but then the other part gets in right yeah there's one other card that does the same thing. The it's much it's it's got more mana attached to it, um, but it's a living weapon. Do you remember that one? I think it came in the Azuri deck, but it 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 comes with a germ. It has the same effect. I think it's like the scythe claw or something oh. like that. I didn't include it because the mana is really heavy, but it is its own creature. Yeah. So there might be some warrant in having that because now they've got Gorm and two rogues on the side that yeah. can cut their life total in half. Uh, with that. That's that's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, Sword of the Animist, it's two for equipped creature, gets plus one, plus one. Whenever the equipped creature uh, attacks, you may search your library for a basic land card and put it in the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. So Gorm's actually pretty safe to attack with for a while. I found that I was able to get maybe f- like three to four extra lands out hmm. over the course of just throwing him at people. Virtus died in pretty early in my in my game. Like they just, yeah, whoa, pe- people the guys I was playing it. with just dealt with him. But I was able to try to get mana advantage to get him back out. Then yeah Re- get the equips going again like it, it was it, it was it was good the sort of animus was good on either one of them but more virtus or more uh, gorm because you know he's a two seven like the you oh, can yeah. just attack him and have like yeah. a no combat type type thing go on um i already talked about the skeleton key with him it works a little with the skulk right yes uh the in- infiltration lens is probably one that sticks out right away if you kind of look this guy up uh it's one mana and one to equip. So super, super awesome. Really low to the ground equipment requirement. Which Whenever, is always like awesome with, yeah, with equipment. Right? Yeah. Like that's, that's the barrier of whether you put it into your deck or not. Your equipment's, equipment's costly. You know, like I'm, Argentium armor is, a, is an amazing equipment, but oh man. Yeah. Six and six is. Ugh. Yeah. It's 12 mana over a turn to get something. So equip creature or whenever equip creature becomes blocked by a creature, you may draw two cards. So you can pull four cards out if that's, they block with two with Gorm. That's fucking awesome. But you're going to need that, right? You need to find some source of card draw, but that's a cheeky way to do that. I like that one in this, um, this deck. Yeah. So the Batter Skull, I feel like, is just a good card. Mm-hmm. So it's five mana for a living living weapon. 
uh, comes out attached to a germ. So it comes down as a 4-4, four, four, uh, the Vigilant Lifelink creature. You can pay three just to return it to your hand. Like I guess if somebody did try to remove it, you can just jump it back to your hand in response. You've been... Uh... But it grants them Vigilant and Lifelink. Yeah. So I just like it because it, it's it's in the card name. It's the Batter Skull. Like it's just this <laughs> battering ram card. So then he becomes a six... Uh, seven. So yeah, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Right. Yeah. So he's a big vigilant blocker that has lifelink. You know, like it's just. Well, and uh, I don't know. Affording a creature like not a subtle like card. Gorm, uh, lifelink like that, and especially with vigilance, where he can go in, hit people, sit there and block. Yeah. You've been using this card lately in your uh, in your mono white deck, right? Yeah. It, gets, it, it does gets, a lot of work. It gets some work, yeah. It gets some work done. Um, then there's some enchantments that I feel like work with him pretty well. There's Rite of Passage. It's two and a green. Whenever it, a creature you control is uh, is dealt damage, put a 1-1 one, one counter on it. Okay. So if he's dealt damage in these blocks, he's just getting per, per, oh. slowly, progressively bigger. Right. I like that. Rite of Passage for Gorm. Lure. It's one, a green, and a green. All Creature is able to block enchanted creature. Do so. So now you've completely overridden <laughs> the the whole I two or more thing. It seems unnecessary, but it's necessary. You really want to get your rogue in. Yeah. If he's out. Yeah. If he's out. If he's not out, you'd be surprised. People kind of just go, oh, "I'm going to lose my whatevers." But like, <laughs> if 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 the rogue isn't in, the, your threat kind of goes down a little bit. Sure, but if he's out, you you just can't. You'll you're not going to get that many combat steps in a, in a play group. They're just oh not yeah, gonna if, let you do yeah. It. Like if if they have if they have any level of savvy, like there's yeah. no no reason to allow a card like like Virtus to sit out there for very long. Yeah, Beastmaster's Mage Mark two and a green. Uh, creatures you control that are enchanted get a plus one plus one. So he's just automatically getting a plus one plus one because from this one, cause he's enchanted. Okay. Whenever a creature you control, that's the, whenever a creature you control that's enchanted becomes blocked, it gets uh, a plus one plus one until the end of the turn for each blocking or creature blocking it. So he increases <laughs> in power and any creature that's enchanted, it gets bigger that way. But you know, you don't I want to be, you don't want Virtus getting blocked. Yeah. There's obviously, obviously Gorm is the- unless you have that sort of, vengeance then it's like i really would want to take these creatures out or something like if their life total is already low but yeah uh, assault formation it just says each creature you control assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power so that's kind of a non-bow with that sort of vengeance but it's a two mana enchant that's not attached to a creature that makes gorm on the clock so now yeah. they're going to die in three hits yeah that one is that one is worth it yeah. it's a big swing so it also has yeah a target creature with defender can attack as though it didn't and then it has a, a three mana ability to make your it says creatures you control go up in toughness until end of turn yeah so you might end up using that second part a bit maybe it's it yeah i mean to make the block disfavored uh ferocity it's one in a green enchant creature whenever enchanted creature blocks or becomes blocked you may put a one one counter on it Okay. So it's it's like the other one, but it's yeah, it's less mana, and it's yeah, it's a it's an aura. The other one isn't. The sure, it's one more mana, but it, yeah. Um, I like this one because it's of its flexibility. So it's the vow of malice. So it's two in black. It says enchanted creature, uh, gets plus two plus two and has intimidate, and can't uh and can't attack you or a planeswalker you control. So maybe this is more in the Virtus pile. 
Uh, yeah, trying to get the intimidate. So I, I found that the vows, like the vows that make things difficult for your opponents, are the best vows, right? I'm sure. actually not that into vow of duty, the white one, because no, it gives I, them vigilance. I yeah, I don't really like it either. Like yeah. it, it suddenly, if you're interested in combat, it's. I'd be okay if it says, "Oh, it can't block you or creatures you control," but it's actually kind of like. If you ever want to retaliate, I mean, it's not has it doesn't have anything to do with the deck because it's white, but sure. the vows are cards that were they were from kind of like the first run of Magic: The Gathering or Commander, right? Where yeah. you enchant a creature that that you don't control, you can enchant your own, but it, they go up in power, but they can't attack you anymore. So they're just a problem you for your or opponents. your planeswalkers, right? So the one I like is is the Vow of Malice and the Vow of Wildness. Because they make them more aggressive. Exactly. Vow of malice, like it's a if it's if it's not blocked by a black um or a creature that matches its color or, or an artifact, it gets in. And that's yeah, what it's you just want. going through. Yeah, you want it to do damage to your opponents. The other one gives them gives it trample. Yeah, it gives them trample with Vow of Wildness. Right. So I didn't include Val, include Vow of Wildness in this. Uh but I could see it happening. I mean, I would if I if I was gonna put it in, it would be replacing this next card, which is evolutionary escalation. So it's one in a green. It's an enchantment. It says the beginning of your upkeep, you put three plus one plus one counters on target creature you you control and three plus one plus one counters on target creature and opponent controls. So there's some politics I think you can do there with that. Yeah. But if you're dumping these one one counters on Gorm, I don't <laughs> see it ever equalizing, right? Sure. Like he's he's already a two seven. So now he's a, <clears throat> a five nine. Right. Yeah, it comes out in your favor because he's always going to have enough toughness to survive whatever. Right. <clears throat> but I don't know. I could probably see that card getting replaced by the vow of wildness. Just let's give him plus two it's, plus two. It's trample, cheap though or for two mana. Keep somebody from attacking me. Kind yeah. Of thing. Uh. Yeah. So you'll notice that. Yeah. There's just a lot of support for Gorm in here. Like I'm. I'm not. I'm not really supporting Virtus. Like Virtus has some cards, but Virtus is Gorm's like way of ending the game. <laughs> Is how I've kind of okay the, the, the direction I've gone. Uh, so what do you think so far? I, I I like this and I like the possibilities with with a creature like Gorm. Obviously, like like you say, like Virtus is pretty straightforward, and it's straightforward to opponents too. People know what they're doing, but I like what you're doing with Gorm in that he's he's sort of just I don't know, like he's. <laughs> He's under the radar, I think. That's that's something that's very powerful to be able to hit multiple creatures in combat. Right. And to supplement it's, that with the things that you're adding, I think it's just, it's super cool to make that a utility. And it's sort of a little bit of misdirection too, right? A little bit. Like when you bring this deck out, people are like, oh, fuck you, dude. Fuck oh, you and Virtus. Virtus. Yeah. Uh. Like they, the, it's, it's, it's a misdirection. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's a pretty interesting deck. It's a pretty interesting deck because of that, yeah. Because people don't, you know. I just I worry about its ability to like win. You're you're gonna have to be pretty mean with this. Like you're gonna oh, have to sure. just take somebody out as quick as you sure. can get it done, one at a time. With the whole, just be merciless. yeah. It's kind of like a Voltron type thing. Like I've picked oh, you. You're going to die, and it's one. And then I'm gonna a, move on. It's one hell of a convoluted strategy, you know. Sure. Uh, so. You already know, like I'm, I'm really into intents and sorceries. What? So I'm going to offer some cards up that I feel like, yeah, they could probably be replaced with some creatures or whatever if you want to do that. But, you know, <laughs> I just, I, I like being able to surprise people with yeah. 
you know, surprise, it's not what you thought, right? And sure. the best way to do that is with instance. Like the equipment and the enchantments, everyone kind of sees that coming. Um, but there's a way to kind of shape the battle a little bit. Yeah. I feel like to, um, yeah, make the blocks oh, yeah. not what they what they thought was going to happen or what. So one that I that's newer and I'm I'm I feel pretty sure about this card, but we'll see. So it's it's called Destined. It's one in a black. It says target creature gets plus one and gains indestructible till the end of the turn. So that's pretty good for both of them. Sure. Right? That's, that's flexible on both sides yeah. of that. Like you can use it for either. But then it has the cast from the graveyard version. So the lead part. So destined to lead. Yeah. Uh, the lead part is three in a green. It says all creatures able to block target creature uh, this turn do so. So you could do that in one turn. Um, yeah. So like a, a really cool play with two different places to do the whole like do both of them on on Gorm on the same turn, right? Yeah. Or you can use Destin to save Virtus, right? Because he gains indestructible. Oh, and yeah. 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 Uh, to go along those lines with keeping these two in play, which this is kind of the line of thinking with these cards. Um, it's Heroic Intervention is one in a green. This is becoming like a, a pretty big commander card. Uh, permanents you control gain Hexproof and Indestructible until end of turn. So it's one in a green for an instant. Come in, you keep your two, you know, because people, a, a good solution is just a board wipe. Oh, yeah. Your opponent has a good Always. one, a really good tempo play right there, card advantage play right there. Yes. A one to two. Yes. To take both of your partners out. Uh, but if you just surprise, they're indestructible. <laughs> uh, without weakness, one in a green target creature you control gains indestructible to end of the turn. You can pay two to cycle this. So if it's looking like you run into two of these effects or you've yeah, got the hammer, like you can just cycle this away. Okay. Uh, withstand death. It's one in a green target creature is indestructible this turn. So this is just making as sure as you can. The, the, you're keeping this whole thing intact. Yeah. Now you could probably just get the dark steel plate. I have the dark steel plate. But sure. This is just when these aren't happening. There's, there's some obvious and things. And you can't equip like... both creatures with dark steel plate. Right. And right. hammer of Nizan. Right. So these are ways to just to hurry up and be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not letting you kill him. Yeah. Uh, Deadly Allure, it's green, or sorry, it's black. It says target creature gains death touch until end of turn and must be blocked this turn if able. So it just grants him death touch. That's as awesome. As Gorm attacks. Yeah. Uh, it has flashback of green. You can give him death touch again. And he attacks. You could probably just get away with putting like the Gorgon head or oh, yeah. the flail or something like yeah. that out if you if you want to do it that way. Um but Andy, Andy is an instance and sorceries kind of guy, so yeah, I don't know. Wants to, wants to. I just wanted it. Pull off a surprise. Yeah, I just wanted it. But it, <laughs> it's yeah. I can't. I just can't help myself. I'm too stupid. Uh, <laughs> touch of Moon Glove, which is just you being cheeky. It's black instant target creature you control gets plus one and gains death touch in the end of the turn. And then it says whenever a creature dealt damage by that creature dies this turn, its controller loses two life. So. It's kind of like a massacre worm effect with Gorm a little bit. Okay. So any creature that gets blocked in that turn, like they could lose up to four life, potentially more. That's wild. Yeah. With the lure and yeah. Or if he's got like the assault formation, he could like take out seven creatures with that. If you kind of like ping, 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 ping. Yeah. It's just, I I don't know. It's cheeky. They might have, you might have, they might be that low in that life that it could take them down, (laughs) but I never got to test that card out. So I'm not super confident that it needs to stay, but I don't know. It gives you a little bit more reach 
And yeah, it's cheeky. I don't know. That could be. Yeah. There's stuff you could pull off. I can see you comboing with that one to push people over the edge. Well, if they're going to lose their life to like, they're trying to keep their life up. You know? Right. But then you're kind of just doing a. Yeah. You're like, well, sorry. Right. But you're going to take it anyway. That buddy. in combination with Virtus getting in, like that could be a lot. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. Virtus actually, if they block with the two because they just don't have anything they can do. Sure. And then you moon glove them. They lose four, lose half their life. Like <sighs> it's, <laughs> that's it, a, that's it's, a big hit. Could be for one black. Yeah. And again, I'm too stupid. I just can't help myself. Well, I don't know. There's something to be said for the element of surprise with stuff like that. Like if people can plan for the things that you're going to do, you, I don't know, you're less able to pull it off, right? So this next card, I've been on the receiving end more times than I can count. And it doesn't make sense why I'm always on the receiving end of this, considering I... You have no creatures, I have usually. no creatures. You already know what I'm going to say. So I know exactly. It's sudden it spoiling. It's one a black and a black, split second. Uh, so meaning that this just cannot be responded to a short of an Ashnod's altar <laughs> um, or some kind of mana ability. <laughs> creatures, your tar- or t- creatures target player controls become a zero two and lose all abilities until end of turn. So that's pretty bad. And you pull, you can split second them and you not even in your combat phase and just attack. And there's really not a lot they can do about that. <laughs> right. Like it's just, it. it is, I, I have never seen, I like, I don't, I don't think there's a card that has pitched games so much. Like, I honestly think this card, is a really this good card, card pitches the game more than Cyclonic Rift. Like th- the way, the times I've witnessed it played, yeah. right? Like it just, it's usually it's pretty bad. It's so timely to do. And yeah, it just wrecks people's lives. Right. So those are kind of like the creatures, like the creature support instance and sorceries with this. Just interest. Like if you're going to make your own list, I would be looking for stuff that's keeping. I mean, you really, I mean, it doesn't, you, it doesn't, it's not shocking to hear that, right? Like you, you need to keep the two of them in play. Sure. Uh, regenerate abilities. Like while they exist, they, they don't really. I mean, I don't know sometimes, but yeah, like Wrath of God isn't going to stop a, a regenerate card. No. Things like that. Like indestructibility is, is probably your better bet. Short gonna, of like them doing like a toxic deluge or black sun zenith. Yeah. I was going to say, I like the indestructibility package that you put in. That's that seems to be more reliable to me mm. than regeneration. It's tempting to do regenerate since you're in Golgari. Like right. it's, it's available to you probably in spades, but yeah. Mm indestructibility is pretty hot so yeah my build's very interested in keeping those two in play it's it's very hyper focused on 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 using them um there's some support creatures that i think will help you along with this kind of thing aside from mana dorks which is what i kind of decided to go with because i could use them to block sure and they're faster than than cultivate because i i wanted to put cultivate in and Kodama's Reach, as any green deck needs yeah but those uh... but they're on time with the commander yeah. right like i I wasn't, I didn't want yeah, to share that Yeah, your development needs to happen on turn one and two. Yeah, and really honestly, like Gorm, if they have mana dorks of their own, or if they have any kind of utility creature they're using to do whatever, Yeah, Gorm, Gorm's good for that. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's not easy to do the mana ramp actually in this deck. So I just decided with like Birds of Paradise, Lana Warwells, Elvish Mystic, things like that. Uh, Fleshbag Marauder takes out a lot of 
oh, yeah. problem creatures. That's a well, really good card. Kind of clear um, clear the way for you so that you can get Gorm and various yeah. both in there. Glissa the Traitor. So she's black and green green. She's already first strike death touch. She says whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, you may return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. So if the equipment gets targeted, then you can pull it back with her. That's nice. By probably just attacking with with any uh, yeah, just by attacking with with either of your commanders. Oh sure, to sure. To get it back, uh, I don't I don't see equipment getting targeted a lot. Well, because yeah, because the the two of them are the more exigent threat, right? Like they they're a big yeah, deal. But bane of progress, like yeah. bane of progress exists. Like there's there's and vandal blast. Like there's there is non targetable artifact destruction that wipes things out. Sure. Um, but there's why you want your your dark steel plate, right? Yeah. So there's another side to this kind of thing that I th- I think actually might have value um, with the deck, and that's rather than trying to support them, you could add creatures that make combat damage difficult for the opponent to make decisions on or make the creature count hard for them to hold on to, things like that. Okay. Right? So one would be like Ashling the Extinguisher. So she's two, oh. a black, and a black. Whenever Ashling the Extinguisher deals combat damage to a player, choose target creature that player controls uh he or she sacrifices that creature so weirdly yeah it's like a non-hexproof creature so if i hit you with ashling i can make you sacrifice like a creature like a, a hexproof voltron that's well that's no. painful yeah no i target the creature still so yeah you take out indestructibles it. you target target it, but- yeah you could you could take out indestructibles with it but she's and, usually one people want to block because she's and- only like a four four but with gorm like what are you gonna do? And I, I find with stuff like that that you can politic your way through it because people there's there's oftentimes ways to get rid of the shroud or hex proof. And so, you know, you could maybe leverage this. Yeah. I can take care of shit if you got somebody helps me out. So there's the demon of wailing agonies, three and a black and a black. This is Lieutenant, as long as you control your commander, so either either or. Which uh, nice. Demon of Wailing Agonies gets plus two plus two. Uh, and has whenever Demon of Wailing Agonies deals combat damage to a player, that player sacrifices a creature. So he'd be a 6-6 flying, and then when he deals damage, he can he forces somebody to dump their creature. Um, there's the Spawn Wraith. Uh, okay. The Spawn Wraith is a 2 and a green. It says Trample. Whenever Spawn Wraith deals combat damage to a player, put a token that's a copy of Spawn Wraith onto the battlefield. So with Gorm out and the Spawn Wraith, you get a spawn right in. And then those clones of the spawn right also clone the new clones of the spawn right. So it, it gets out of control really fast. So, right. But I don't know about that one because it shares the, it shares the same mana cost as Virtus, Virtus. but I'm kind of just throwing out this idea. This isn't what my list has. These are just kind of sideboard cards. Sure. Rather than really trying to protect the two commanders, you could take this whole, like, I don't know, war band idea, which is I've got these two creatures that, one must be blocked. One really people want to block. Mm-hmm. But then why don't I throw a creatures in there that when they make it in, they do something. So either so, way, I'm I'm benefiting from either either one of them getting I, blocked. I I must have like forgotten Spawn Ride from nightmares about this thing or something. Yeah, we've we've seen them kind we of. We saw them in our earlier days of of magic. I don't. Was it you or Brad that? Yeah, put it I, to I use? used it in Derevi because it could get me a lot of untapped triggers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's so right. It, and it plus it has trample, so like short of them blocking with something. Well, yeah, because I remember it just being copy. something that would get out of control. I love the flavor text on it. Its victims feel only an itchy, wriggling feeling just under their skin, but then 
it's far too late. Yeah, it's it's pretty evil looking. <laughs> um, yeah, so kind of just going on this, the creature support thing. Okay. Archfiend of Depravity is uh, three, a black and a black, flying at the beginning of each opponent's end step. That player chooses up to two creature creatures he or she controls, then sacrifices the rest. Normally, I don't really like this card because it it's not like... I don't know. Like people don't have that many creatures if they're not running like a token deck or, yeah. or, or a tribal thing. So they always just pick their Lord and something else and yeah. just drop the tokens. But this sets them exactly where you want them to be for, for the rogue and the, and the tank. Okay. So they yeah. only have two creatures now yeah. at their end. Step. That's so if they resolve more creatures and, in the, and they don't get rid of the arch fiend, like as soon as they reach their end step, they have yeah, to like, drop sorry, them. you're going to be back down to where I need you. Yeah. And then there's the arch fiend of despair, which is just a, which comes in the same set six, a black and a black. So a lot of mana there, Uh flying creature, your opponents can't gain life at the beginning of each end step. Each opponent loses life equal to the amount of life that was lost. This, that player lost this turn. So it's a giant six six flying demon version of the wound reflection. Yeah, I'm. And then, well, and and I think I I should I would mention that I think personally, mm-hmm. um, when you're playing a a strategy like this, where you're sort of you need to accomplish what you want to accomplish earlier, like you mentioned, like it's more of a mid game type thing that you're trying to do here, right? And uh, major life gain could really. Because weirdly, you're not actually doing commander damage. You're doing, yeah. you're just peeling life. Yeah, you're well, it, unless you get the assault formation. Sure, but you, you, it could really mess with your game quite a bit. Then there's Ikra Shadiki, the usurper. Three of black and a green for a menace. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may gain life equal to that creature's toughness. So, uh, I don't know. Because Gorm is actually not getting damage in all that much. But if he does and she's out, then. You're gaining 14 life for both of these two hitting. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it's, it's kind of a, I can see there being a lot of scenarios where you can get Gorm through. You're going to get hated on. Like people are going to be either trying to remove these two. And if they can't accomplish that, then they're going to just try to set your life total equitable to theirs. Not to mention. <laughs> so life gain yeah. is not actually, I don't usually go out of my way for it, but it probably won't be that out of an idea considering in, what everyone's going to be trying to do is set you to the same life total you yeah, set them to yeah and in the case of of this deck in the context of this deck mm-hmm. uh ikra i would guess more often than not is going to get through because they're going to be dealing with the other two i mean right yeah <laughs> and it's menace yeah. Like they're not going to double block that when what's her face is like when, I mean, when Vir- Virtus is coming their way. Yeah. Like, there's just no way. It's just going to be giving you life. It's a good source of life, life gain. Yeah. Uh, for a non white deck. So then the last card, I guess I, I, uh, it's a planeswalker, but whatever. Uh, Vraska <laughs> the Unseen. So there's a Garuk out there that like puts plus one, plus one counters, I think, on there's a Garuk. Like you could look at your array of Garuks. Sure. They might be, but I wanted to try this this one. So yeah, it says plus one until the end of the uh, end of turn. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to Raska the Unseen, destroy that creature. Eh, I don't think anyone's going to be really super interested in destroying their precious blockers that they are Gorm food and and they needed for Vitrus on your <laughs> on this Planeswalker. You know, if these two are out, um, and then yeah, the other thing is that she comes out right after. Yeah, Gorm she's the, the turn two. five play. Right, and then the other one is negative three destroy target non land permanent. So that one's useful. I mean, that could be. Yeah, anything. that's it. That is quite useful. And then the ultimate, should you get there, so it's after three rotations, is 
Put three 1-1 one, one black assassin creature tokens into the battlefield with whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. <laughs> so I really wanted to put Phage on this list <laughs> because she's hot. She, she's t- <laughs> dude, uh, sorry, dude. I'm attracted to that 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 demonic woman. That Just cabal the, minion. the idea of one creature like... But she's four black. Like, yeah, she's really hard. She's got to those cast. crazy restrictions of. I mean, whatever. I have no. I have no idea. Like, I'm not. But I'm pretty stupid, man. I, I. If this. If this deck. If I see it happening, it's just if everyone will do everything they can to block. Fish. No, they'll so let Virtus in if I've they have to. I've never seen anybody lose. pull off Vraska's tokens. It, like I've seen people get them, but I've never seen anybody manage to win with them, dude. If but if there's a deck to pull it off it's fucking this deck I, dude i feel what doesn't have a doubling season it's this one <laughs> so i'm sure i'm gonna pull it off so you know like the choice being well a gotta gotta satisfy gorm yeah so you've got gorm and then three b, assassins and then Virtus. and b you've got Virtus. it's right. kind of like k that's more preferable to these three assassins but that means that there's, you know, you, I mean, you've got five creatures that have to block now. Yeah. And Virtus is still probably and still going to make it through on in that case. Got to hope you have that heroic intervention. If you don't have five creatures, you're going to lose. Hope you have that heroic like, intervention. So you can be like, oh, my shit's indestructible. <laughs> as they just scram, as everyone scrambles to land the freaking board wipe. Cyclonic Rift would undo that too. That would suck. Sure. Sure. But. You know, I figured I'd put it in there. Like we've, I've been trying to use planeswalkers more often. Garouk would probably be a better idea because it can untap lands. There's, there's some Garouks that, sure, you know, or Grant Trample. Well, I think there's one that grants Trample. That would be good. Yeah, too. yeah. But I mean, if you look at this kind of how we were talking about uh, uh, changing the way that you evaluate planeswalkers, like her first two abilities, her up down, like the the one. I don't think I don't know. Destroy target non-land permanent. That's a um Virtus blocker. An acidic slime, right? Yeah. And it's the same converted mana cost. Yeah. Or something that would block Virtus. And then yeah, exactly. And you know, the other one where you can destroy something else when they come at her, like Ah, oh, she's good. It's just she's scary. But the rest of what your commanders are doing is scary. So that's that's <laughs> Yeah, that's the message of the deck. The deck just—I don't know—it's an arch enemy <laughs> kind of thing. I want to say like the way to play this is if if you manage to get Virtus's combat damage on somebody, you've really got to like say, okay, I'm I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, it did though. It happened. I'm sorry it happened. It sucks, it, but it it happened, right? But you need to let me do it to your opponents now. No, that's otherwise that's, you're going to come back at me and I'm, you can dude, you can, you can hurt, you can hurt me right now. Right. <laughs> you could hurt me right now, but you're going to still be at the life total you're at. And these guys won't be right. 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 And they're going to watch this interplay and go motherfucker. Like, you know, really that person that gets touched should really be on your side to make sure that happens to the other guys. And then no, I'm, I'm then with you. Bring your ass down, or you know, unless they've got enough ample damage to just get you out of the game. Yeah. But now you're gone, and this dude's at twenty life. <laughs> you know, potentially lower. It's something right. where you've got to be a vocal participant in the game. I think, just like like you said, look at what just happened. 
And if you sign up two more of your friends, you can all be in the same boat. <laughs> it's like a pyramid scheme, right? They'll have half as much life as you will, right? <laughs> everyone's everyone's poor. I'm being really truthful about how this pyramid scheme works. Everyone's they're poorer than when they started. I I, I will be at the top of this. Pyramid. I will be at the top of this pyramid. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I think I think kind of just playing the deck. I worry about its ability to finish a longer game. Sure. Um, trying to make the creatures resilient as I could. Maybe taking that battle cruisery like big creature thing, where you have kind of flexibility, is probably the 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 uh, an option. Like removing the oh shit they're not dead kind of cards, right? Like okay. the, the without weakness, the survive death, those cards, and put in just some big ass demon or, or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, as far as like alternative Golgari win cons, like I'm sure they exist, but I don't know how to like get it working without some kind of like combo setup yeah. that subtracts these yeah, it two takes from what you're trying to do. Yeah. So as far as like out of how I'd rate this deck, like I would not consider this thing as fast as, as, as a lot of decks, duh. But even like in a casual, casually ranged meta, the, 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 like, the battle cruisery nature of some of those kind of cards, like decks, the blocks get easier and easier to handle. Oh yeah, it's, he's only a two seven. As oh, soon yeah. as they resolve something that's, you know, above a three, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, like he just pulls them in, right? And if they have a multiples, then well, then they can just any blocker is good enough for for Virtus. Sure. Um, Goblin bombardment can just ping Virtus. Like Virtus is so vulnerable. Like uh, he can die from just. A myriad of flak type damage cards. Yeah, they're they're it's it's a very cool partnership, but like you kind of illuminate, they are they're vulnerable. Sure. And as far as like the cost goes, I don't. I think it's actually fairly budget. I don't think there's a lot in here that costs anything. Yeah, these are like weird equipments. I think if you wanted to get some budgety type of upgrades, like maybe get some swords in there. And I hate to be that guy, but honestly, like. Having swords of X and Y in the deck would help. Yeah. Um, what else? What else would probably be good? Maybe a Kruma's Memorial might be okay. It's seven mana, but now they're flying and they're pro black. And yeah, they're pro and red there's and not necessarily anything you have to do once you've got them out. Like that would be. I mean, it's kind of a clunky way to deal with that. Sure, but yeah, they're pro red and black, and yeah, they're flying. They're indestructible. Like that thing's fucking dope. Yeah, it it pushes them up. That is a really good card to have, I think, maybe because of the, the cost investment of losing either one of them. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah, flying is actually kind of enough in the evasion oh, yeah. category. Yeah, like it's 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 but an additional evasion. Striking so. that balance is something I haven't figured out yet. Like, do I need to give cards that just give him easy flying? Like, you know, those hasty sandals from Theros? <laughs> or do I want to support Gormore? Like, I kind of put Gormore on, like, the pedestal on this one. I liked having to, like, the pull. I wanted, I just feel like... That was good enough, you sure, know. Pulling sure. creatures in was kind of a was kind of a two for one. Yeah, giving Virtus unblockable means exactly one thing: they lose half their life. But having weird combat tricks with Gorm means two things potentially: they could lose creatures because he has Death Touch and Indestructible or whatever, and they lose half their life because they pulled blockers away from Virtus. You so know, I, that was kind of the route I decided to push all all of the cards on. I I like it because something that I've been trying. I'm trying to be a little more attentive of, I guess, in terms of gameplay is, uh, are there things that I can do that make my opponents have to think more about what I'm doing? Like if it's just super obvious, 
it makes it really easy for people to make decisions, but Gorm has the potential to force people into making bad decisions, which is kind of a fun place to be. I think in a commander game, like oh, I've forced some people into some bad decisions and now how can I take advantage? Yeah. Far less favorable ones anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, that's our, that's a, that's it, man. That's, that's fucking it. Deck. Well, cool. I dig it. It is cool. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like, I've just, I've got a lot of decks right now. <laughs> like, I went nuts this year. I did. But it, I don't have a Golgari list. Like, I, I, I want to be in the 32 club. But this isn't like a Golgari, like, archetypal list. No, no. Like, this isn't no, really, like, what really Golgari's not. for. Plus, I just, <clears throat> I don't know, man. Like, I feel like this, this one would bug me forever. Like, I think... Every time I played it, I'd be like, ah, this didn't do anything for me. Well, because the situation, just the stars didn't align. <laughs> You're you back know, oh, this card. Oh, yeah, if I had that card. like, <laughs> I think it would just irk me all the time. It's one of those decks. Like, all of them do that. They itch my brain. I'm sure. always like, you know, especially artifact-centric decks because oh, yeah. there's just so many options. But I feel like this one definitely would do that. I'd be itching all the time to cha- make changes. You well, know? yeah, because c- scenarios come up that you're just like okay, I had these things that I built into the deck to handle different scenarios, but this thing came up and I couldn't fucking deal with it. Yeah. Sometimes you have to just let it go, you know, just let it go. But I don't know. I don't see myself doing that with this thing. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe I'll make it. We'll see. Yeah. I'd be interested in seeing it at the table. Yeah. So you got, you got any, uh, battle bond plans? I, I honestly don't. I mean, I think, I think it would be really worth- you don't have the crav and Wiggum. yeah no I'll, i think i'll probably do a regna. list for regna and crav um i'm not i'm not really interested to the point of building something i will say this uh one one of our listeners he was tweeting at us the other day uh some really cool ideas for corvath and sylvia what using changelings in particular mere entity right because it would be a double strike yeah, they'd be all of them double strike flying. I still think you're going to bump into the problem of card advantage, but <laughs> I was kind of intrigued. We we exchanged a few tweets, and it was I'm 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 into it. It's itching your brain. It now. kind of is. I'm like, you want a Boros changeling deck? How many changelings exist in, in there's Boros? there's there's not there's the Tarian Mauler. Yeah, the two big ones that you would want would be the Tarian Mauler and the Mirror Entity. That's the only two I can think Those of. Those are the only two that you're like super interested in. But I mean, you can get just a few creatures online and use the mirror entity to just swing big. All right. But that's a, that's a cool idea. But you know, it's a cool idea. I, like I said, I'll probably, uh, I mean, you take what you can get with Boros. You really do. You really do. So I'll, pro- I'll probably put together a list for Ragnar and Crab because I, I'm I'm interested to see what you can do with Orzov that may be a little different from some of the stuff we've seen recently. Yeah, I like Orzhov. the art on those cards. Yeah, those really. ones are pretty cool. Sick, dude. All right, well, we're going to be in... By the time we push this out, we'll be in Vegas probably. Yeah, so. yeah, we're going to leave in a couple days. Yeah. Vegas is definitely for me. <laughs> I I love Vegas. I love it. Hey, thanks for listening to the Legendary Creature Podcast. We'll post a link to our tapped out page where you can find 
deck list like Andy's Virtus and Gorm list. Also follow us on Twitter at legend underscore creature. Big shout out to the artist Protector 101 for letting us use your music. The song this episode is Hold On. The album is Dream. We'll post a link to their stuff in the show notes as well. Until next time, take it easy.